Welcome to the CoinGam Podcast. I'm your host, Fritz Charles. On this podcast, we attack the crypto asset and blockchain space from all angles, from the underlying technology to the economic impact. Every single episode, we try to look at the blockchain space from a new lens, and this episode was no different. But before we start this episode, I wanted to share a bit about our advisory services. We've built a huge network of blockchain professionals who can help you out with your projects. Whether you want to launch an ICO or you're just looking to do some deeper research, we can put you in the right place. We have advisors, blockchain developers, and legal professionals. If you need help, just visit us at coingamma.com. Now, let's start the episode. What's up, everyone? It's the Coin Gamma Podcast. I don't know if I should keep calling it a podcast because we're also doing video as well, but it's Coin Gamma Show. I changed the name to Coin Gamma Show. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, today we have no guest, just me. Um, we're going to do some, some of these short series where we break down some of the top news in the space, top concepts. Um, and today we have a pretty crazy story you want to get into. Um, we want to talk about how $190 million goes missing in Canada. That's $190 million. So that's one nine zero and six zeros after that. It's a lot of money. Um, it, it could get you, uh, it could almost get you a max contract player in the NBA. Uh, but it's, it's, it's no matter how you look at it, it's astronomical. Um, so there's an exchange in Canada called Quadriga CX, Quadriga CX. And it's a top exchange. It's probably uh, top two or three in Canada, um, which is a huge crypto um, hotbed. Um, Ethereum was created in, in Canada. There's a lot of great projects out of Canada. So Canada is a huge place um, that supports crypto and has been a leader in crypto. And one of the things that people like about Canada is that they have uh, had aggressive um, attraction of crypto projects because they have encouraged investment. They've encouraged, uh, you know, they've kind of encouraged blockchain projects to be built. You, um, there are a lot of public crypto companies and things of that sort. Um, Ethereum was created in Toronto, as I, as I, as I mentioned. Um, and um, they kind of had somewhat of a hands-off approach to crypto. But I think this could change things. So this exchange um, basically lost $190 million. Um, they are trying to figure out how to get it, but there's a lot of things that are going on. So here's the story. So their CEO went to India to open up an orphanage. And while he was in India, he died from Crohn's disease. Um, terrible disease that, that affects the uh, digestive system. Um, but, you know, terrible, terrible for his family, terrible for, 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 for him. Um, but as a business, you know, many businesses have CEOs that pass away. Um, and businesses have uh, other leaders that could step up, right? Obviously, Apple lost Steve Jobs and Apple's still a going concern. Um, businesses are built to 
be a going concern and last forever. Um, but the thing is with crypto is crypto is interesting in the sense that um, as an individual in crypto, you're actually encouraged to be your own banker, meaning that the money, your access to your funds lives with you, right? Um, the issue is if you have a business and you have all holding people's funds, do you conduct yourself the same way? And in this case, uh, the Quadriga organization conducted themselves as, they, as, as if they were individuals. So what they did was they had the funds, right? And they had all the users' funds and they put the funds in cold storage. Cold storage is meaning that there's, if your crypto is held offline and not connected to um, any internet or what have you. And you basically know the private keys and you could, which is basically a password that allows you to access the, the crypto. And um, this is the safest way. This keeps you away from being hacked. It keeps you, um, it keeps your funds relatively safe. But the issue is the person that knows the keys has to be alive. So if they're not alive, then your funds go missing. So many, many people have lost crypto because they have not, they have lost um, their, key, their passwords, their keys, and uh, things have gone things their their crypto is gone right um what happens is with most crypto exchanges some some keep it in hot storage and many of them have been hacked we there's been many many crypto exchanges that have been hacked a lot of them do things that have uh some combination of hot storage and cold storage right and so what they do is you know for instance coinbase they or some of these other exchanges, they have a custodian or a third party. So they pay a third party to hold the crypto. Or they may use multi-sig, which is multi-signature, which means that um, the, the combination to um, the storage is actually held in multiple places. Therefore, more, more than one person or more than one organization has to be there to, um, to manage it, right? And so Quadriga, instead of using a custodian or third party, Quadriga decided to manage the funds themselves and uh, have no continuity planning, right? So basically there's one dude who runs an organization that had over $190 million of people's money um, decided to just keep the keys themselves. Nobody thought like, hey, maybe you sh somebody, the co-founder should have it, the head of security should have it. Um, so now things are crazy. Um, and so this has been a top news in crypto as of this week, right? And so it's, it's one of those stories that the press loves to go uh, and use as an example of why crypto is unsafe. And quite frankly, um, this kind of stuff happens too much, right? And so it's, it's true, right? Until crypto, until, until crypto organizations kind of improve the way that they manage um, their, uh, the safety of their end users, people will, will continue to um, leverage these, these stories, right? Because if I was to lose um, my password at Bank of America, um, or if I, had, if I was the only one who knew the password of Bank of America and I passed away, um, you know, the holders of my estate, my wife, uh, my future kids, my mom, my sister, my brother would be able to um, get in contact with Bank of America and get access to my funds. Now, if I have my crypto on cold storage and I pass away and I have not given the password to um, my wife, my sister, my mom, whoever, then um, those funds are gone forever, right? So there's a, it's a two-sided um, coin as far as 
what is as far as being your own bank and whether that's a good thing or not, right? Let's kind of dig into some of the the the, the articles that have come up and, and, and kind of dug into the story a bit, right? A lot of people are actually wondering whether this story is true, right? A lot of people don't know um, whether the person has actually died. <laughs> There's been stories around, um, you know, the, perhaps the Quadriga CEO's assuming another identity and is living in India with these funds. Um, but, um, cause right now what the only person that people are in contact with is the, is his, uh, widow and she has access to a laptop that has, um, uh, could have some information, but it's been locked. Um, you know, the, the CEO is pretty strong when it comes to, um, you know, being cyber high security. Um, but fortunately he just, he assumed that, um, he was immortal. Um, and, uh, we, none of us are immortal. There's two things that we have to do is, uh, uh, pay taxes and die. Right. So it's, uh, it's, you always kind of, especially when you're dealing with other people's funds, you always have to make, um, you always have to develop insurance or build a system that could help guard against, um, if you were to unfortunately not be here anymore. And so one of the theories is that um, the individual passed away. And so there's an article here from CoinDesk that breaks down how um, there is a government death certificate in India that uh, collaborates with that story, right? Um, there is, uh, here's a copy of it, right? It kind of breaks down the person's uh, information, um, the person, the death certificate, and um, it, it confirms that um, the individual passed away on December 9th. Another issue that people have had issues with is the fact that he died in, in Dece on December 9th, but the exchange didn't go public with this news um, for at least for another month, um, if not almost too much, two months. Um, so they knew what was going on, um, but didn't alert the public. My assumption is that the team was probably scrambling, trying to figure out what to do because um, they didn't plan for this. Um, some some larger um, media platforms have also picked this up, right? So, you know, The Guardian, which is a, a large platform in uh, in the UK, you know, their, their headline is, cryptocurrency investors locked out of 190 million after exchange founder dies. Quadriga CX, Canada's, Canada's large exchange, was unable to access the password or recovery key after their CEO, Gerald called Cotton died last December. Um, so there's a lot of things going on. People are trying to figure out what's going on. Um, the, this is, this is, there's new news that comes out every day, right? Um, so here's, a, here's an article by, um, you know, J uh, David Gerard, who's a, a crypto and blockchain blogger and researcher. Um, kind of breaks down some of the things that uh, we've been following so far, right? So it's titled, you know, Quadriga CX Crypto Exchange Collapse, what we know so far, right? And so, so on January 14th, Quadriga CX told the world how CEO and founder Gerald Cotton had died from Crohn's disease on March 9th, right? And he's, he jokes, remember when your bank manager died and all of a sudden your money was gone? As I mentioned with that Bank of America, um, thing, you know, if I was, if I was, if somebody, if my banker passed away, uh, I would 
you know, I would be able to get my funds, right? Um, you know, things are interesting. But one interesting thing, the thing to point out with, uh, with Quadriga is that they've had issues with um, banking before, right? And so in uh, January of 2018, the uh, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce froze $28 million of their funds in the payment process, right? Um, and they had some issues again in, in October, right? Um, there's, you know, another issue is the fact that this is a one-man show, right? Uh, on, on, on the 27th, um, it, what's interesting is that this individual, the CEO, Cotton, he, he passed away in, in December, married um, a woman by the name of Jennifer Robertson in October. In November, two weeks before he passed away, he signed a, a will um, appointing Robertson as executor. Um, and he then, then two weeks later, he passes away. And now she's the only person that's in, in contact with everyone. Um, you know, and now everybody's chasing her, trying to figure out what's going on. She says that she believes it's in some different uh, cold wallets. But she doesn't know. She 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 didn't know what the what the um, the addresses are. So there's another uh, article that kind of breaks it down a bit more, right? So this is on CCN.com. Um, this title: Five suspicious suspicious factors about Bitcoin exchange Quadriga CX, and it's 150 million in, in missing crypto. Um, now there are rumors that the co-founder might be. Uh, another person, an identity thief. Um, and so they say that the person, you know, Michael Patron may actually be Omar Denani. Um, and so people are pontificating around that. Um, again, they go into the back past banking problems, right? And so uh, past, back in October, you know, like I mentioned, the uh, CIBC froze around 22 million in their funds. Um, the bank had issues when wires were called. Um, and then, uh, you know, Quadriga went to court and, and kind of unlocked some of that funds. Um, people are wondering whether the 150 million in missing crypto um, actually exists, right? Um, so, you know, Taylor Monahan, who runs My Crypto, which is a, a crypto uh, wallet tool or, or a tool for you to access your own um, self-managed wallets um, has done some investigation work and kind of then says that, you know, she says that there's no indication of Quadriga ever having cold reserve wallets for ETH, uh, for Ether. And so she, she looks and looks at their three main addresses and um, she doesn't see, you know, she sees that a lot of them are, are actually active um, even now. So people, these these the managers of the exchange are saying that they can have no no access to the to the wallets, but then there's funds being moved away from the wallets, right? Um, again, number four on this list is the exchange month long silence following the founder's death. Death, um, according to the death certificate, it, it has a, a misspelling of the person's name. Um, his wife claims that he was open in an orphanage at the time. Um, a full month without went without the exchange uh, talking about this, right? Um, so people are questioning whether the certificate is right. Um, he altered his will two weeks before his death. 
Um, this is crazy. I mean, this is this is kind of stuff that um, we don't know what's going to happen, uh, how this 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 story is going to transpire. But this is, you know, it, it, I don't know if you watched the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix and Hulu. Um, this is, exceeds that. Um, there's way more money involved. You talking about deaths? You don't know whether the death's real or not. Um, it's incredible. Um, and Reddit, obviously, Reddit people are going crazy over Reddit, right? Reddit is always where people go first. Um, people are trying to figure out what's going on. Some people are asking, you know, what are the cold wallet addresses? Um, how do we get this question answered? We can't file any lawsuits. Um, uh, you know, the dogs have more money than me because uh, he actually uh, left $100,000 for his dog's care in his will. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of weird things going on. And let's go to the, the main source, right? And so they left a message on the website. If you ever go to a website, you can't, you can't log in, can't do anything. You just see this letter up front. And so, you know, as of today, uh, February 5th, um, they say, dear customers, today an order for creditor protection in accordance with the company's Creditor Arrangement Act was issued to allow us the opportunity to resolve outstanding financial issues that have affected our ability to serve our customers, right? So basically, they've kind of uh, went into um, court protection to buy themselves more time. And the court has has, has added um, Erson Young as a monitor, as somebody, as the third independent part, third party to oversee the proceedings. Um, I don't know uh, Ernst Young's background when it comes to this. I, I question whether they'll be able to manage the funds. I guess all they'll do is kind of have the extra eye and make sure that there's no funny business going on. Um, but you know, at the end of this, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 pretty 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 um, interesting. Um, so that you know, they have a Q and A right here that you can watch, that you can read about. Um, but the story here is. Um, you know, don't leave your wallets, don't leave your crypto on exchange. So basically, the irony is what um, the founder of Quadruca did for all about everybody's funds is what you should do for your own funds, with the exception being you should have a continuity plan. Um, so you should manage it. You should not leave your crypto on, on exchanges. Um, uh, Quadruca shows up. So there's been hacks. There's so many different exchanges that have issues. So you want to definitely um, make sure that you um, manage your own crypto. Um, this this space is nascent. This space is um, rife rife with issues like this. So you want to make sure you have your own crypto, but you don't want to be the only person, that, the only one that knows your your um, private keys or um, your your key phrases. And so you need to have a plan, right? So if you have a significant other, you need to have um, your significant other. Um, understand where to get this information if you were to unfortunately pass away. Um, you need to, uh, you, you know, potentially have a, a court executor. Um, if you don't have a significant other, maybe a close family member, a friend. Um, obviously, you open up the risk of, um, you know, whoever this person is um, having access to your funds and, 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 and potentially, um, you know, doing something nefarious with them. But you know, you you weigh that risk, right? Hopefully, you have somebody in your life that you can trust. Um, but even if you you know there is a level of a lack of trust there, you have to weigh that versus the um, the risk that if you pass away, that nobody gets anything. So you know, it's a personal decision. 
Um, but if you do decide to manage your own your own keys, there's many different crypto wallets out there. Um, here are two, right? So there's Ledger. Um, this is the most popular, right? This is a hardware wallet, which is probably the most um, most secure, right? Um, there, it's it's a hardware wallet that allows you to manage it from you know a desktop as well as a mobile app. Um, there's a tool called My Crypto, right, which hooks into some different third-party wallets. Um, they allow you to kind of send um, and receive different wallets. You have to make sure whatever wallet you um, use is actually compatible with what crypto you um, are trying to manage. Not every you if you if you have an Ethereum only wallet and you trade and you send Bitcoin to it, you will lose that Bitcoin. Um, and so you have to very you have to be very very careful on how you manage it. Um, again. You know, this is the kind of stuff that is quite frankly holding the industry back. Um, the usability, um, it's very, very difficult for people to be their own banks. It's very, very difficult for people to trust a third party that actually decides to manage their manage um, their funds in whatever way that they want. Um, and this is, you know, Quadriga being a, 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 a case in point, right? And so, you know, Make sure that you manage your, your, your crypto, make sure you stay um, informed. And, um, you know, best of luck to everybody that's involved in this Quadrigas situation, uh, namely um, our friends uh, in Canada. Until next time, it's Coin Gamma. And it's a wrap for this episode of the Coin Gamma podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please share it out with members of your network, friends, family, associates. And most importantly, please leave a review on your podcast listening platform, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. That really helps the podcast out. It helps us get more exposure and share our content with more people. And don't forget, we're available to help you out with your blockchain-related projects. Just reach out. CoinGamma.com. Until next time.